Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Well, hey, come on in. Am I glad to see you? Congratulations. You did it. You have done it. The Tea Party movement is coming into the mainstream. Like it or not, the liberals are kicking. The, the, the whatever you want to call them, the moderate Republicans are kicking. The Republican establishment is kicking back, doesn't know what to do. The Democrats are laughing like hyenas just before the lions come. So I'm telling you, you did it. You did it. So thank you. Thank you for getting out there. Thank you for making the phone calls. And I'm telling you, we got what a great show. Because we're going to get to the news. There's so much news the last couple of weeks about the Tea Party and the movement. What's going on? So we're going to hit that. Got plenty of that stacked up here. We're going to spend some time on that. And then tonight's show, we have got a conservative reporter. Yes, they're out there. He's worked in conservative uh, radio uh, reporting for decades now so he is going to give us his take he's got contacts all over the country he's going to give us his take on what's uh going on in this tea party movement so we got some questions we're going to ask him and we're looking forward to that you will want to hear that and you're going to want to tell your friends to click on the doc holiday's tea party go to webtalkradio.net tell your friends to get to webtalkradio.net click on doc holiday's tea party and we're going to help push this notion around the nation that these elections are the most important elections this country has ever had. And we're not saying everybody has to go vote. We're just saying everybody that loves their country needs to get out and vote. Take your mama and your daddy and your grandmama and your granddaddy. If somebody needs absentee ballots, make sure they get them because this is the election. We're building up to it. You are doing good. The primary season is over. The general election straight ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then after that, after we talk with our conservative reporter guest and we uh, go over some of these things and the movement and what's going on on this Tea Party movement, we're going to have a Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech. And this time it is different. We're going to be talking about a song that I feel epitomizes the Tea Party movement. Yes, there's a song out there that I like that I believe epitomizes the Tea Party movement. We're going to get into that. See what you think. And this show will be one that you're going to want to tell your friends about. We're going to keep some of these things to ourselves now because we know the Tea Party movement's moving. And I'm telling you that when Bill Clinton says we need to listen to the Tea Party, that's a man of a political ear, even though I don't agree with all the things Bill Clinton did. You have to admit, he was a political insider that knew how to sniff the winds, politically speaking. And I won't get into other things. But listen, Bill Clinton, is when he says listen to the Tea Party, now he doesn't agree with a lot of the Tea Party does, but he knows there's an active element within his state, in his old state of Arkansas. Look what happened to Blanche Lincoln. I mean, it was the perfect tsunami, and it's coming to wash her out of Washington come November 2nd. 
Everybody in Arkansas knows that. Bill Clinton knows it better than anyone else. So the things that are going on is that you are making a difference. You are making a difference. I'm proud of you. Get out there. Stand up to those on the street signs. Stand up there and go to the Tea Party rallies. Get your candidates out there all across America. Every district is going to be competitive. All 435 House of Representatives seats are up for election. And I don't want anyone to go uncontested. Those people to look like long shots. We found out in Delaware, we need the common sense. We the people, candidates, they may not be perfect. They may not be well-groomed. They may not be part of the establishment. They might not be part of the elite. But I tell you what, just like that sign was held up, one guy held up a sign at a rally in Washington recently. He said, I may be a redneck, but I know how to balance my checkbook. And we need people like that in Washington, D.C. Send people up there, and all of a sudden, they're just, just overwhelmed by all the, the niceties and all the things that fat cats enjoy. And they get that sense of power, and they forget that we are a nation of, what is it, $13 billion in debt now? Are heading that direction? Un I'm sorry, trillion. Yes, it's trillion. And that is something that's uncomprehensible, that the amount of money that we are printing now, the foreign countries have just about stopped buying our bonds. So who's buying the bonds? <laughs> Bernanke. Yes, you, you got it. We are buying bonds. We have no money to buy bonds with. So what's happening? We're printing money. The, you know, something's going to hit the fan soon. If we don't get some common sense in Washington, November 2nd, it's got to be the time we turn this nation around and get us back to a balanced sense of, of financial and fiscal responsibility. So what a show. Get out there and clink it, lick it. Uh, link this show everywhere you can. <laughs> we have said lick it. We'll lick those who are trying to put up a fight to stop this change. There's an overwhelming tsunami, a political tsunami coming. We need to overwhelm any opponents as we go to the polls on November 2nd. Get excited. This is it. we got to march toward November 2nd as a, as a Tea Party movement, as citizens who say we the people are going to make a difference November 2nd. As we go into the news, let's listen to what uh, I just told you. Bill Clinton said we need to listen to the Tea Party. So let's go into... Uh, what some of the let's see what some of the left wingers are talking about. Uh, slate, you know, one of the liberal sides. It says uh, anti-elitism. This this is uh, uh, Jacob Weisberg, and uh, and it says anti-elitism defined in cultural terms is hardly a fresh theme for Republicans, but here too the Tea Partiers take it to a new level. The most radical statement of individualism is choosing your own reality. And to some in the Tea Party, the very fact that experts believe something is sufficient to disprove it. The media's insistence that Barack Obama was born in the United States or that he is a Christian rather than a Muslim merely fuels their radical skepticism. Other touchstones of the movement's separate uh, reality include a view that Obama has a secret plan to deprive Americans of their guns, that global warming is a leftist hoax, <laughs> and that this is Christine O'Donnell again. There's 
that there's more evidence for creationism than for evolution. Well, I can tell you one thing, uh, Mr. Jacob, or wise man, or, I mean, Weisberg, uh, you know, at least you think you're getting on to something. But I'm telling you that we, the people, uh, are, are grassroots. This is not something being bought. You get people to work hard to go to a tea party. Uh, I just went to a tea party recently. Vicksburg, Mississippi. Never had had a tea party. Had some great tea party supporters around there, but they had never had a tea party. Down in Vicksburg, uh, the famous historical city where uh, General Grant uh, cut his teeth and yeah, on uh, his generalship and before O'Abe brought him up to finish the job up north in Virginia. So Vicksburg has a long history of starting things, getting things done. And I'm telling you, when Vicksburg had that tea party, had a great crowd there. But number one, you got to realize these are people who are not getting paid. They're spending hours and hours of planning. I mean, talking about months to put this thing together and getting people lined up. Had a fabulous lineup of speakers. And I'm telling you that this is what is making America stand up and listen to the Tea Party movement because it's not people saying, we're going to give you a million dollars to have a Tea Party. These are people who are struggling every day to make their uh, bills paid. They have health problems. They have everything that we in America know. And, and they are working hard, giving their time because they love their country. They love their children and the grandchildren. And all this media just like to slate. They like to say it's a bunch of angry white men. Well, I'm telling you what. You look around, there's usually more women at the tea party than there are men. Uh, yes, they're African Americans. I wish there were more people of color. But you know what? They're coming on. Because I'm telling you what, when I was down in Vicksburg, Nobody else in the nation probably knows this. Vicksburg's part of the Mississippi Delta. There's a congressman there. has been there 17 years. Very liberal Democrat. It's gerrymandered, so this, uh, the population's 65% black, 35% white. And so it's, he's supposed to have his throne for as long as he wants it until he dies. Benny Thompson's supposed to be the representative of the Delta in Mississippi. But I'm telling you, it's the people's seat. I had a a gentleman from Mound Bayou got to speak to him. Now, Mound Bayou is right in the middle of the Delta, and it's, it's sitting there in the middle of the Delta. It's, uh, it was the, founded by former slaves, 100% black town at one time, and now it's uh, just, I believe it's still close to that 100% all-black town. And this gentleman from Mound Bayou said, I loved it when Obama was elected in 2008 I told the people the time had come for a change but he said I'm he's seen the change and now he says it's time to to throw Benny Thompson the liberal democrat out and put a black republican named Bill Marcy in he's seen the times and when when you see African Americans in the Mississippi Delta say it's time for change it's time to get a 17 year uh, incumbent out I'm telling you there's something going on in America and this Tea Party movement's not just a bunch of angry white men. It is people who are Americans who say enough is enough. And as we get to the news, let me tell you about, uh, let's just see what the New York Times, <laughs> they had a recent article. And the Times, is, is it a conservative paper? <laughs> okay, we know. I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you a little joke. We know what the New York Times is. It says, by Jennifer uh, Steinhauer. Beware of anger, take advantage of anxiety. For Democrats, the growing debate over how to vanquish the Tea Party movement is analogous to a family fracas over how to best get rid of your sister's latest crummy boyfriend. 
Do you repeatedly point out that all the perceived flaws of the new suitor, hoping that they resonate? Or do you insist that the new guy is just like the ex and suggest that repeating the pattern will only lead to misery? Said the Democrat from the White House down to the party's Central Committee office in um, Motoma County, Oregon, say that they are debating the best way to leverage the victories of scores of Tea Party candidates who prevailed in primary races like Christine O'Donnell, who surprised many last week by winning the Republican nomination for United States Senate in Delaware. Beyond the dozens of candidates running in House and Senate races, Tea Party hopefuls, defined here as candidates who have been endorsed by one of the movement's major sponsors, are also competing in at least seven races for governor, according to the Democratic Governors Association. Many Democrats have chosen to run against the Tea Party. I'm telling you, uh, we are making a difference. Thank you. Thank you for getting out there. When you get the New York Times saying, how can we squash? They've been trying to squash the Tea Party since the very beginning. They wanted it aborted. They believe in abortion. So they wanted the Tea Party movement aborted. It's been born. It's a, it's, you can say it's been born again Americans who are standing up and saying, we are we the people. And in New York Times, it may just go into bankruptcy. I, I really don't care. Uh, and they, they may try to get bailout money. But I'm telling you, when you have people writing about we the people standing up and they're saying, how can we squash this? How can we get rid of the Tea Party? How can we leverage the anger? Well, see, they're missing the whole point. The Tea Party is there for the we the people. It was the Republican establishment that was knocked out in Delaware. This whole image of the Democrats, they ought to be running scared because for years they say, oh, this is the country club Republicans. They don't know what middle America needs. Well, the Tea Party movement is middle America. It's middle America. It's mainstream America. It's getting bigger every day because the disillusioned liberals are joining, joining the ranks. And man, we've got to get going between now and November 2nd. Oh, there's so much more. But I did. The Washington Post printed an article Washington can hear you now by Jim DeMint, Senator Jim DeMint from South Carolina. He said, Christine O'Donnell's win on Tuesday may have shocked establishment politicians and the media, but it was no surprise for everyday Americans who have been struggling to get Washington's attention. On September 12, 2009, millions of citizens rallied across the country. They gathered in the nation's capital and other cities to convey a clear message. You work for us. We don't work for you. Stop the bailouts, the takeovers, the debt, and dependence. Now, Senator DeMint had a great article in the Washington Post. And I'm telling you that we are moving forward. And the news, I could go on and on. But the main, this, is what, this is what you need to take home at the end of the day. The Tea Party movement is getting into news. Everything you hear may not be positive, but it is getting under the skin of the liberals. It's getting under the skin of the Republican establishment. And what we're doing right here in, in Doc Holliday's Tea Party, what people are doing Tea Parties all across the country, is saying we are going to make a difference because this country is founded on we the people, the principles of the United States Constitution, and get excited Get everyone excited to get out and vote on November 2nd. We're moving toward that day. It's got to be the day that we have the greatest Tea Party in the history of this nation. 
So saying that, let's, it's time to bring our guest on. And this, our guest is Chad Groening. He's been in a, uh, the news business for years, conservative reporter uh, on uh, radio news. And he knows things that uh, uh, contacts and people and the subjects and cons- what uh, appeals to conservatives. And he's been keeping up this Tea Party movement. So we are going to go right in to hear what, uh, just what uh, Chad Groening has to say about the Tea Party movement. Uh, Chad, uh, glad to have you on Doc Holiday's Tea Party. Well, I'm glad to be a guest on on a Doc. Uh, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great, and uh, it's such a pleasure to have you on the, our Doc Holiday's Tea Party show. I've told our listeners about how you have spent uh, years, actually years, in conservative uh, news reporting, and what we want to know here is just what do you think about this Tea Party movement, where it is right now? Well, I tell you, Ed, from what I've seen, I think that uh, what we saw last week with the, the Delaware senatorial uh, GOP surprising victory somewhat uh, by Christine O'Donnell shows you that the people uh, who really are behind the Tea Party movement are really taking this country back at, at this point. And I think that when the pundits are talking about, well, you know, Christine O'Donnell can't win, but, you know, you, you look at the, at the Democratic opponent she has, and, and he's pretty much what I've heard, he's a pretty much a, a big-time leftist. And so we can elect left-wing radicals, but we can't elect good, solid, conservative Tea Party people. I think that uh, the people are going to show that, uh, that uh, what happened in the primary could very, very well happen also in the general election. Well, that's a good point, because uh, we, we hear all these uh, criticisms of Christine O'Donnell and her, her opponent, to me, when you say somebody that leans into communism and believes in communism, uh, versus somebody may may have trouble paying their bills or something. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the person I, that uh, may be struggling. That's go, that person's gonna be more like me than somebody that's a communist. You know, there's something else too that I heard too, Ed, that I think people people need to remember. Some somebody said, "Well, she's never had a job. Well, she's she's been a housewife, or or she's she's been an activist. You know, since when does does you know do, does everybody we have to elect be lawyers? You know." Uh, I think that, that ordinary people, you know, who, who may not have a big time for professional resume, but are, you know, whether they raise kids or whatever they do, you know, you know, I, I don't think that, that there's anything in the Constitution that says, well, you've got to have a business resume, you've got to have this kind of resume all over this, uh, this place or, or you're not qualified. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I think, think she's certainly as qualified as, as that guy who, who is in, in the White House right now and his, and his great resume that he had when he had elected president. Well, you know, just before you came on the air, we, I was talking about there, there was a sign. Uh, somebody said, I may be a redneck, but at least I know how to balance my checkbook. And I think we could use a lot of people like that in Congress today. Well, the other thing, too, is, is that when you run for the Senate, this is what I've heard, too, from somebody say, uh, say for the Senate, basically, it's voting on the right way, and it's, and it's voting on legislation that, you know, that experts prepare. You know, maybe if she, if she were going to run a corporation, you know, like some of the governor's races, like you know, we've got some really very well-qualified people, like, like Meg Whitman, for example, who's been a CEO out in California running for the governor's race, that requires perhaps a, a, a better resume for, for, you know, that kind of, of a seat. Certainly, be being a governor, or, or you know, but but for, but for a senator or congressman, you know, just just being able to understand and say, hey, I, I like this bill, 
I think we need to do the vote this way, you know. Well, I think you're right about that. One thing, of course, you see people in uh, politics that say, I'm going to be this and that. When you get into the House, you got 434 other people you have to negotiate with. In the Senate, you just got 99 other people. But you, you're not going to get one person is not going to get their fresh ideas out of there. It, it can help to get fresh ideas into it. But, of course, legislation takes a lot of work. And, and you're right. I, I think somebody for a governor it would need more of a CEO background. At least, you know, they can run things. But like in the Senate, uh, let's get some fresh, fresh blood in there. That's what I look at. Well, you know, the bottom line is, though, is that we're seeing perhaps uh, – uh, I, I don't know if I want to call the, the word a, a new evolution, but, 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 but it's, it is, I think, unprecedented because, you know, when the Republicans took over the, the House in 1994 – it was an extraordinary accomplishment. Now we haven't exactly the Republicans haven't exactly done it yet. You know we got to we got to clarify that hasn't happened yet. But this is this is is I think that the Republican Party needs to say either we embrace the people, which which is represented by these various Tea Party organizations like the one you're involved with, of course, in Mississippi, Doctor Ed, of course. That's that's what you got to do. Either either they embrace them or guess what? Those Tea Parties. Parties are going to be the new Republican Party because they're going to take over the Republican Party. Well, that's one of the things people ask me about. Well, would a, would a Tea Party ever be a third party movement? I say no, unless there's some uh, unless there's some uh, stupidity on the part of some people. The, the Republican Party needs to change. What I think the Democrats for years have said, oh, those are those country club Republicans, and they don't know what the middle class is. But I'm telling you, the the Tea Party movement is the middle class. And I think it's going to really enhance the Republican image to say this is not the country club Republicans anymore. These are these are average middle uh, middle road Americans that say we love our country, we love our children and our grandchildren, and we are not going to let our country go down the, into the pit uh, without a fight and without saying we we we're going to try to rejuvenate our our country. Well, you know, and the other thing is is that Republicans when they have won in the past. They haven't done the job because because these so-called blue bloods and, and all the compromising they have not gotten the job. That's why they they got beat in 2006 and, and got again in 2008 when Obama swept into office because they didn't do what they were they were supposed to do. And then so guess what? They went back to the old to the worst alternative. That this new group of Republicans, the, the Tea Party led led Republicans, they have got to be more than just you know opposed. They have they they have got to change the attitude. We are we're, we're going to make changes and they're going to stick. And we're going to stick by our principles, and we're not going to compromise and make deals with the enemy. We're going to we're going to win this stuff, and we're going to play to win because because that's what the other side does. The liberals, Ed, they play to win, whether they're abortionists or or, or homosexual radicals or, or Islamists or whatever they are, they play to win, and and that's what the, the, this, this Tea Party movement is all about: is winning and and doing the right thing when they do win. I think uh, one uh, it reminded me when you were talk when you were talking about that, Chad, is that when uh, uh, Ted Kennedy at his funeral, uh, they were laughing. I believe it was uh, uh, Senator Dodd was talking about how they would always send Ted in to to work out the compromises with the Republican, and, and and he'd always say, "We'll give a little, you know, as long as we get what we want." And that's what the liberals have done for decades now. They give a little as long as it keeps moving to the liberal side, and we've got the, the Tea Party. Movement has a chance to correct that, where we keep, we may have to give a little as long as we keep moving to the conservative side. We need, we need a, uh, an anti-Ted Kennedy. I don't know who that is. Maybe it's Senator uh, Dement, but we need somebody to make sure our country keeps moving, moving to the conservative side. 
Yeah, and this is this election is not going to be the the the, the end all mean all. I mean, obviously, 2012. Of course, we've got to get a new president, obviously. But but also, there are more senators and more you know weeding and pruning. I guess that needs to be done in, in the in the future elections. You know, 2012 and on beyond that to 2014. So this election is important, of course, but it's going to go on beyond that too. To, uh, to get even more of a, of a control by, by the good guys. Well, I think the Tea Party movement a year ago, nobody knew if it was going to last a few more months or even to, even to the midterm elections. Here we are to midterm elections, and I believe when, um, when Bill Clinton said that uh, we've got to listen to the Tea Party, when, when the Democrats face such overwhelming odds, and we don't know what's going to happen on November 2nd, there very, very well could be some October surprises. We don't know, but if uh, we had John Hagee on a, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, if there's ever an election that the Bible-believing Americans needed to storm the polls, it's this coming election, and, and I really believe that. we got to storm the polls, and, and that, if there's a historic election on November 2nd, it will, it will cause the Tea Party roots to sink deeper, and, and it'll become even a bigger movement. You know, the other thing, too, that we've got to remember, it's not, it's not just the fact that the Tea Party is, is taking over and is taking over. This is a referendum on Barack Obama. And remember, even if, if some of these, these, these skeptics who say, well, so-and-so can't win because, you know, that they're too conservative, you know, the bottom line is people, a lot of people are, are going to vote, vote for Republicans, per se. And maybe that, that's not the best reason, necessarily, but, but they're going to vote for them because huh, they're not Obama. And this is a referendum on Obama and his policies, and, and Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid. Well, I think you're, you're so right on that. There's so many people are frustrated, and uh, I, I was talking about I'd, I'd been down in the Mississippi Delta recently, and, and there was a, a gentleman from Mound Bayou, which is a, was a predominantly black town, and it was, it was a first uh, founded by ex-slaves, 100% black uh, town, and, and he, they were all excited about Obama in 2008. But he told me, he said, I was telling everybody, the time has come. We're ready for change. And they voted for Obama and encouraged everybody to. And then, and, and this year he's saying, it's, it's time for change again. He said, let's get our congressman, Benny Thompson, has been there for 17 years. said, let's get him out and let's put in a black Republican named Bill Marcy. Now, if that happens or not, I don't know. But I do know when you start getting African-Americans saying, I am... Uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired, even when they got, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Obama for president, then we're, we're starting to see a sea change that uh, this country hasn't ever recognized before. Well, you know, Ed, you mentioned, uh, of course, about that race in that district in Mississippi. There are a number of black candidates in other areas of the country who I think have a tremendous chance of becoming, you know, Following, you know, of course, J.C. Watts paved the way. Of course, he, he's no longer in Congress. The first, you know, the, from Oklahoma. But I think there are a lot of others. Alan West down in Florida is one example. Right. You know, uh, as 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 there are going to be some conservatives, black conservatives elected this time around, and as as more black conservatives get elected, perhaps that will change this this ninety percent mindset that uh, that happens every election, where you know they they, they just vote. Democrat without really, really, just because they're, they're Democrats. If Alan West and people like that, you know, can can win a few seats, uh, you know, that that's going to be very, very interesting in the coming election cycles. In the future. You're right on that, and uh, as my listeners know, we've talked about that before, and and this is something that the Tea Party movement is is giving a voice to the African American conservatives that's never had that voice before. Now, and, I, and I, to me, that's one of the things that scares the liberals to death. The the 
far left progressive, they feel like they've bought and, you know, they've got that vote locked up and, and they count on that. They count on that 90%. They don't believe it, especially when they, when they got uh, President Barack Obama put in office, they figure that's a lock automatically. And I think that's, uh, I think that's really uh, actually a very discriminatory attitude to think that uh, you can buy a person's vote because of the color of his skin. Well, absolutely. Of course, it's the same thing with the Hispanics. Uh, there are many Hispanics that uh, are going to vote Republican, vote conservative. Of course, most of the ones who are, you know, of Cuban descent, uh, many of them are already conservative. Uh, of course, you know, it, it just depends upon the circumstances. But, but certainly, uh, yeah, and, and of course, the, the liberals have always used the race. You know, the, the, it, everything about them is, is about race and about discrimination and you know, if, if you oppose their ideas, you're you're either a racist or or a homophobe or or whatever. You know, they and, always and have that, a name. That, sometimes that that's the only way they can respond to to uh, conservative logic. The conservatives have, have have the right answers, and the only thing that the other side can do is say is is just is name call and just and say, oh, you're a bigot or whatever. Well, I know that they, they, they like to throw out those names like intolerables. The the the. You know all kind of names that they try to because they can't they can't fight on principle. No, they can, and and that's and that's and that's the problem. Unfortunately, because of, because of, of a media that that is that is still dominated by the by the left and, and an academia that's dominated by the left. Uh, unfortunately, there are still a lot of numbed liberal robots out there, and and that's and that's part of the problem. And and uh, you know and, until you know those institutions have got to also be brought in. It, it's not just taking Congress. And taking the White House, it's also these institutions that have been perennially liberal. You know, our education, you know, education system, colleges and universities in this country, hostile, hostile. You know, Marxist in many, in many cases. You know, and 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 that's unfortunate. And of course, the media, as I said, of course, even the, of course, the media, fortunately, is getting less and less relevant because people are are understanding that, uh, you know, about the bias. Well, uh, you're so right, and hey, we we could talk all night long. I think. Chad, but uh, and and we uh, getting to the end where we need to uh, finish up the show right here. But uh, tell me your take right now on uh, the Reed Angle race out in Nevada. Tell us that, and then we we'll need to end up here. Well, I, I don't claim to be the the greatest political pundit around, but uh, I, I think that uh, it certainly could have been a lot more a, a, of a, of a slam dunk for. Miss Engel, except except the the, the attacks were, were effective, and the, and the media, and once again, she was portrayed as one of these people that was too uh, that was not very electable, and even some conservatives, some of the some of the so-called pundits, you know, well, it, should, it would have been better if, if one of the other candidates had won the Republican nomination, and and unfortunately, uh, with that one, I, I really it's going to be t- it's going to be close, though I do think though, uh, you know, as things pan out i think i think that angle could win that one too because i think people are fed up with with harry reed in nevada and uh you know what, what has he done you know really for, for, the, for the people of nevada really well and, and what has he done for the people of america so uh chad great to have you on a doc holiday's tea party and i tell you what i'd like to have you back again sometime looking forward to it all right and that was chad groaning glad to have chad on a show with us tonight and he is always an exceptional uh, a tower of knowledge when it comes to what's happening in the news and we'll try to get him on again from time to time to help uh, keep us in touch of what's going on in the news world now for those who have listened to me before we do have a website it's called www.t 
tparty.ms. There you can see some of the things I'm doing for the Tea Party. And you can also buy the book that I've written called Walk With Me. A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. Now, I've been on radio quite a few places across the country on call-in shows. And one of the things I've been asked in the last several months, why do you call it to Today's Tea Party Revolution? Well, that's the reason why you're hearing this show and what's going on in our country. This is more than just a little phenomena. This country is going to be fundamentally changed by the American people from the bottom up. Not from the top down. That's been tried for the last two years. It's not happening. The American people are not going to let it out. Let it happen. You're not going to let it happen. And that's why I'm talking to you. Appreciate you clicking on. Uh, check out the book, www.teaparty.ms. And tonight's Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech, like I said, it's going to be a little different because we're going to talk about a song. Let me tell you something about the Tea Party movement. It's been called a populist movement. It's been called a lot of things. It's been called some bad things, good things. But what it is, it's the American people standing up and saying, we are we the people. And that's why the United States Constitution says, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union. And there's not a better example of that in the early American history than old Andrew Jackson himself, the old hickory. And you know the song, The Battle of New Orleans. And that just, to me, epitomizes this Tea Party movement because for those that don't know the history of the Battle of New Orleans, it was in the War of 1812, and it is true that the, the battle, the treaty had actually been signed in the war, but the British knew what they had out there. And they had a whole contingent of officers and government officials ready to go in once the town of New Orleans was conquered then they were going to set up and pretty much take over the Louisiana Purchase. That's exactly what they were doing. And and they were going to do it by taking over New Orleans. And that was their game. And that's why we honor General President Andrew Jackson tonight's great Plymouth Rock of Liberty speech. A little short, a little different. But that's what I'm telling you, the American people coming alive, the spirit of 1776, like General Andrew Jackson at the Battle of New Orleans. He stood there, rallied the people, and against all odds, he fought against the greatest military on the face of the earth at the time. And he and his band of uh, men and militia, they stood up against the British and won an outstanding victory, kept America uh, frontier free, kept the Louisiana Purchase in American hands, and that's why we honor General Jackson. And I say to all the Tea Party folks out there, don't listen to the pundits. Don't you get discouraged. You don't care how big the a liberal may have a lead. You get in that district, make every district of the House of Representatives a uh, fight. Make it a fight. And everyone, all 435, you get in these Senate races where you are, stand up, stand up for freedom, get out there, and we're going to make a difference this year. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and we're going to be back next week. God. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.